Foodie Films is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Hey there, foodie fans, and welcome back to another episode of Foodie Films. Of course, this is your host, your chef de cinema cuisine, Kyle Reinfried. What's going on? What's happening? How are you? Woo! We are kicking into February. And why is February important? Why is it important? Because today, February 5th, when this episode is being dropped, when it is released... I am speaking with Justin Kennedy, GM, head chef of Parkway Bakery and Tavern. This was an idea I had for a little while now. And the idea was, for multiple reasons, I need to go outside of Jersey, outside of New York, and I need to talk to people. Now... Will that help me expand my audience? Yes. But ultimately, I just want to keep talking to new people, to different people, and hear their story. And so I went down to New Orleans, and I spoke to these five individuals, and over the next five weeks in a row, you're going to hear their stories, and I can't fucking wait for you to hear these stories. Pardon my French. I don't know why I got a little Boston at the end of that, but it's fine, okay? But I'm down in New Orleans, and I am having a blast talking with these people. I'm actually about to go back down to New Orleans this week when this episode is being released. I'm going with for, for a uh, 30th slash bachelor party, and I'm going to be their food Sherpa and take them to all these delicious places. Hopefully, I meet up with some of these individuals that I recorded with on these five episodes. I'm definitely going to reach out to them. I know a few of them aren't around. But it's Mardi Gras, baby, and that's what this is. This is honoring the city of New Orleans in the time of year that people know it the best, which is Carnival, Mardi Gras, and uh, this is, I, I mean, what better way to kick off than to talk with the GM and head chef of one of its oldest establishments, we get to learn about the history of the po' boy, the history of this m- remarkable sandwich, and what this uh, shop 
has done for it. And I, I, I can't say enough. Justin was such an, uh, an amazing person to talk with. So kind, so generous. I got to try a baby maker po boy after this. I, I shared those pictures. Maybe I'll, you know, put them again in my story for when you're listening to this. Check it out that day. Fried oysters, uh, bacon, cheddar cheese, remoulade, lettuce, tomato pickles, all on that French baguette, cooked to perfection. It really doesn't get any better than that. I'm a sandwich man, and I, 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 you can take my word to the bank on that. It doesn't get any better than that. So, without further ado, here I go, starting this five-week journey you'll be taking with me in New Orleans. And first up, Justin Kennedy, once again, GM, head chef of Parkway Bakery, Doing the Lord's work, making these delicious po' boys. Justin, thanks so much for making this happen. Uh, actually, we, we talked on the phone before, and there was a little bit, you thought even, you're, you're in, I think you're in high demand. People want to hear you on podcasts, so you're, you thought it was another podcast, possibly? Yeah, it got mixed up with you, Kyle. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for coming, man. Yeah, I got a, yeah. and podcasts, is, it's, it's turning a, it's turning into the uh, mainstream, I think. I mean, yeah. just the way people are going, uh, it's easy to do if you like to talk whatever you like to talk. If it's food, music, mm-hmm. drinks, and then on the other hand, it's it's real easy to listen to. Yeah. you know, and, and look up, and you don't have to be right then and right there to hear it. You can go back and hear it weeks later, or months later, exactly years <laughs> later. <right? laughs> if if you yeah, I, oh, there's I mean, there's episodes of you know certain podcasts that I love. I tend to listen to a lot of comedic hosted podcasts just because. That's what I enjoy if I'm listening right. to something I want, I want to laugh and everything. But, uh, you know, sports ones, history ones, food ones, too. Uh, but, yeah, it's just, they're. I mean, podcasts are the way to go because, like you said, I mean, you can pause them. You know, people being from Jersey City, New York City, you know, people listen to them on the subway when they're going to work. Maybe they'll listen to them at their desk while they're at work or something like that. But they're just, you know, it's not like you have to tune in for a radio show that's at, you know, from 8 to 10 in the morning or whatever. So. Yeah. I'm excited to talk with you. Um, so for those who don't know you, why don't you introduce yourself right now to the foodies out there? Yeah, so my name's Justin Kennedy. Uh, I'm the general manager of Parkway Baker and Tavern, which is the oldest po'boy shop in the city of New Orleans. Uh, though we didn't invent it, you know, Parkway's been around actually longer than the po'boy itself, self, which was invented in 1929. We'll probably get to it in a little bit. Uh, but not only am I the general manager, I'm also anything and everything under the sun. I've been here for 16 years. Wow. Uh, I'm not an old man by any means. I'm 35, but 16 years. This has been my career since I was 18 years old. That's crazy, man. Uh, It's all family. Uh, I live upstairs, actually where we're sitting. My bedroom is right upstairs. So I live, eat, breathe, sleep, work. This place is my (laughs) life. I'll be, and I don't even have to leave the corner to get my New Orleans fix. I can see the city of New Orleans just by walking in the bar, walking in the restaurants every day from seeing all the people who come to the place, from firefighters to cops to, I say eight to 80 crippled to crazy. You know, <laughs> everybody comes to a New Orleans pool yeah. shop. Oh yeah. I'll tell you, I don't know, this is how it is pretty much. I don't know what would be, what would be your equivalent to this. Kyle, maybe you could tell me, but a New Orleans pool boy shop, it's like it brings people together. You go to certain restaurants who are uh, white tablecloth, high Sure, end. yeah. Hey, 
God bless them. They're great places. I love fancy restaurants, but there's only a certain type of people who can afford those places. It's right? true. Yeah. Same with the lower in the inner cities. Some of these uh, corner stores, the higher end people ain't gonna go there for whatever mm -hmm. reason. If they're worried or or think something's gonna happen with crime or yeah. or if if it's not uh, up to their par, they're not gonna go to the low end corner stores. But New Orleans po' boy shop brings everybody in. You'll see a man yeah. with a $500 suit eating a roast beef po' boy, has a sleeve rolled up, sitting next to a guy who can barely afford it, and they're at the dinner table talking, having a good time. That's when you know you got something. And that's what that, I see every day here on this corner. That is something special, and that is something that I'm trying to get across to people. I mean, it's not a new idea by any means, but I mean, that's why... There's a saying like, let's break bread. Food is the common denominator. And I think, and you've got a really special place here. I, I came here for the first time six years, about six years ago. I was on a cross country road trip. New Orleans was the third city that I was doing, hit up Nashville, Memphis, and then came down here. And we just, we asked, we were talking to locals, and they're like, you got to go to Parkway. Right. And I'm, a sandwich. Sandwiches, just in general, might be like. Yeah. I know, obviously, there's so many different sandwiches out there, but if like I had to say, like my favorite kind of food, I just love sandwiches. There's just yeah. something perfect about Me a sandwich. Too. I I grew up when I was uh, in my hometown in Harrington Park, New Jersey. There's a, a deli, the store in Harrington Park, but everyone calls it Jerry's because that's the owner's name. And supposedly, when I was like three years old, going there to get like a you know frozen slushy drink, I was like, I want to work at Jerry's. And then when I was 16 years old, I started working at Jerry's. Oh, that's awesome, man. I'm 32. I still work there one day a week. They're, they're a second family to me. Yeah. They're actually, they're, uh, it's a father and son. Uh, the, uh, Jerry's wife has uh, passed on, and it was you know really, really tough. And I, I tried to be there for them when, when she passed, because it was really the three of them running it. But so it's a father-son duo, and they are the team photographers for the New York Giants. And so they cool. have a deli, and they have that. They have this double life. This double life. And so I work in video production, and I do stuff like this on, you know, on the side. And they always got it. And they're like, yeah, just, you know. And, the, you know, they are, like I said, they're like second family to me. So any day I can go and just, like. It's more that I get to see them and, you know, like, vers I mean, they're happy that I'm helping their help out and whatever. And they can, sure. lay, you know, at least maybe take off like a night if I'm closing that night. But like, that's, that's always been something really special for me. So I just love experiencing a new type of sandwich. And maybe I had had a po' boy before, but I'd never been to New Orleans before. So let me ask you this. So you've never, it, you had never the, had one, though, until you come to New Orleans. Exactly. So do, do po' boys, there's a great place. I love it in Jersey City. It's called Hooked. It's a really great seafood spot. And they have, you can either get, like, the they have three fresh catches a day, and then they have their staples, like scallops and whatever. And you can either get it on a sandwich, over a salad, or a platter. But the sandwich, they call it a po' boy. Yeah. It's really good, but my question is: What is a po' boy, and can you get it anywhere yeah, else besides? I, I, I got an answer to that. You know, it's like every 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 culture has its big city sandwich. I feel, man, like mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, Philadelphia is the Philly cheesesteak yeah. has a rich history. Uh, well, in, in New England area, you got the lobster roll, uh, which has a rich history. New York, it's always those great Jewish delis. You know, yeah, that, yeah, cats is all every that. Corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, the po' boy itself, 
was invented in 1929. 1929 was the height of, uh, of the Great Depression. And the main way to get around the city, there were there were no buses back there. Mm -hmm. There was a few vehicles around, but that was a luxury. You had to be big money to have a car back yeah. then. We actually have a nineteen one t a nineteen thirty Model A out there. Wow, that's so that's that's, a that's that year, yeah, yeah. When the Pope Boy was invented, so back then the way to get around city transit, it was the New Orleans streetcar street car, line, yeah. and now you have one on world famous Canal Street. You have uh, uh, one on Rampart. You have one on Carrollton Avenue, then you have one on St. Charles, and maybe a few more lines here or there. But back then, you can go around. My uncle took me around the city and showed me old tracks. Yeah. Back then, in the old days, there were lines all over the city. That was the way to get around, and it was a union gig. And the streetcar conductors, uh, you know, they weren't getting paid like most everybody in the U.S., you know, and they were unions. So they said, you know what, we're going to strike. So they all striked. Turned into a big deal because people still did this, need to get around and, and run the streetcars. Yeah. The city was hand, uh, just hiring anyone, showing them how to work the levers, not properly, you know, just training them real quick, getting them on the go. And if they weren't a union, these conductors would meet at the stop, flip the streetcars, and these streetcars are thousands, tens of thousands of pounds, you know. They yeah. would flip them, burn them. Wow. So if you were caught ununion driving one of those, it, it was it was scary times. Yeah. From what some old timers told me, and some guys who made their bones in the streetcar industry, Benny and Clovis Martin, the Martin brothers, uh, they made their bones and uh, made good in the industry. Left and opened a grocery store before the hard times hit. Okay. So when the hard times hit and the and the uh, streetcar conductors weren't getting paid, they said, "Look." Conan Video Martin's coffee stand on North Peter Street. North Peter Street's at the right at the beginning of French Market. You come to our uh, coffee stand, grocery, and show your streetcar badge. And you, you work with them, and we'll feed you. We ah, feed yeah. our poor boys, P-O-O-R-B-O-Y-S. And the first poor boy sandwich, fried potatoes. They'd fried potato, hack it up when it was soft, and uh, put it on French bread with roast beef gravy and a little mayonnaise. And we still have that today. We call it the streetcar po' boy, which it's it's actually French fries, which it was different. It wasn't like uh, 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 French fries put on bread. Yeah. It was more you fry a potato, yeah. like a hash brown type. You know, you, yeah. you fry a potato, you hack it up. It has no consistency to the, to the shape. <laughs> you put it on there. It's meat and potatoes. Meat and very, potatoes yeah. on French bread. Yeah. That was the first one. But... The problem was that the, the, the bread was shaped like a back then, and Parkway mm -hmm. has been open since 1911. So when there was meat and bread, the sandwich has always been around, yeah. okay? So there was bread and there was meat long before 1929. And Parkway was uh, the bakery when it opened in 1911. And if you look, go around mid-city and you go around New Orleans in general and you see all these quintessential corner-cut buildings mm -hmm. with the uh, aluminum uh, uh, corrugated tin awnings. Those are corner stores. Those are before the big supermarket. Those were corner delis. Those were yeah. corner bakeries. Those were corner uh, butcher shops. Yeah. Uh, corner little grocery stores. And now, you know, some people converted them into bars. Some people converted them into houses. But you'll see them speckled all over the neighborhood because every neighborhood had one. And Parkway Bakery was the bakery for the area. And we had these little football-shaped 
French bread because back then that's what it was. Yeah, it wasn't uh, like a baguette, like a baguette. Yeah, yeah. And, and and going back to what I was talking about with the Martin brothers, when they were making the the French bread was all like those baguettes. It was it was it was I mean like uh, unlike the baguette, it was wide in the middle, skinny on the end. Okay. So when they'd line these guys up and start to feed them, they'd put these potatoes, mayonnaise, and gravy on the French bread. The guy on the end to get the little chintzy piece. And the guy got the middle piece, get the big fat ass piece. Yeah. You know, so it was inconsistent. So John Genduce, an Italian baker, came up with the po' boy loaf. And that's when the po' boy was invented. Ah, he came up yeah. with a consistent 32-inch loaf. I can show you when we leave here. Yeah, consistent yeah. from beginning to end. And no matter what, how much you, you, what piece you cut off, it's the same consistent size. And that's when the po' boy was invented. And Parkway started, and every bakery in town started baking that consistent French bread because they, they caught on like wildfire. Mm -hmm. So Parkway was around before the po' boy, but when the po' boy got trendy during the hard times, which was invented by the Mont brothers and John Gendusa who did the bread, uh, bakers and shops alike jumped on board. And, and now you have it today. Now it's like uh, it's like going to church on Sunday morning and walking your dog, <laughs> man. It's a way of life. Yeah. It's like neighborhood, yeah. man. People stay with the neighborhood. Some people, even though I think we have the best and we feed more than any of the city, you'll see that probably where you're from in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. It's like neighborhood. Like uptown, if you're going uptown, man, you're going to, uh, you're going to uh, Parasols for your roast beef or you're going to uh, Domelisi's for your shrimp sandwich, you know. Uh, 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 people around Mid City, they 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 demand Parkway, but I've seen you know we we actually, it, it's amazing how popular it's it's gotten and it's it gets better and better every year. And it's like something like Parkway. It's that it's it's that it's that sandwich that the old timers want to take their grandkids to get a sandwich and tell them the history, and it's it's something that the new hipsters want to run to because it's so deep in New Orleans culture, they want a piece of it and want to know what it's all about. Yeah. You know, so it's it's awesome. It's just something really special that, again, like, I mean, is just such a staple, and, and Parkway especially is such a staple of the city. I mean, what does that mean to you? You've been here, like you said, since you're 18 years old. Like, what... what well, say, I, we're not the original family. I've been here, Parkway's been in my life pretty much all my life. Uh, my uncle lived right next door. And he bought it back in 1993. Okay. And the old guys who had it, the first family was a German baker named Charles Gorin. And he built it in 1911 and worked it as a bakery for a few years. And then he sold it to the Timothy family. I'll show you some pictures when this is over with. But the Timothy family was the, they were the family. Mm -hmm. That was the one that all the old timers knew. And they were like the soup Nazis on Seinfeld. <laughs> you better know what you want. The place wasn't as big as it is yeah. now. The bakery yeah. uh, was, was most of the business. And, they, and the bar in the front, that was like a luncheonette. Yeah. They have a big condo and an old apartment, built, uh, uh, fancy apartment buildings across the bayou called the American Can Company. Mm -hmm. And monstrosity of a building. And what they used to do was make cans. And when they blow the whistle at lunchtime, they'd all come over here. All right. And the guys would wear the sleeveless T-shirts. You know, they'd smoke cigarettes and drink beer while they're making your sandwich. A true and, lunch uh, rush. True <laughs> lunch rush. And if you didn't know what you wanted, yeah. Next, and if you wanted onions, I had a, a guy tell me he wanted onions, and he said, "Man, they hated onions. If you wanted, they tell you go get your own goddamn onion." You know. Uh, and if you, if how they kept count was, you know, say, uh, "What you want? Uh, 
I want an oyster sandwich, and I want that dress. Don't tell me what you want on it. And he'd go put the oysters down. Next guy, what you want? I want a hamburger po' boy, dressed no tomato. Next, don't tell me what you want on it. Throw the hamburger <laughs> down. What you want a roast beef? And he, so he drops the oysters, drops the hamburger. You know, a couple takes a couple more orders. Yeah. So when the oysters come out, who had the oyster sandwich? Yeah. I did. What do you want on it? So when he makes it, so he doesn't, he yeah. doesn't lose his focus. <laughs> I like that strategy. Now, yeah. coming from like working at Delhi, I mean, I always wanted to. I, it's a small town, and everyone knows one another. It is the watering hole, that, you know, the, the, the deli I, I work at. And But sometimes I, I wish, like, we had shirts, and I want to say we serve sandwiches, not small talk, just because I'm like, I want to be as efficient as possible in making yeah. these sandwiches. But, yeah, like, that's always, there's, you know, there's been people that work at the deli, and they're, like, they focus in on, like, one sandwich, and they finish that. I've always been, you know, try to do, like, a juggling act. And, yeah. You know, but you get people that don't know how to order properly, and you got to be like, no, 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 just yeah. tell me. You know, like, yeah. So wh- you started working here. Yeah. So in- fast forward to now, uh, we I started working here, and my uncle bought it from the old family, Timothy family, in 1993. Can company. It takes neighborhoods to get old to get new again. It takes cities to get old to get new. You know that New York. Look at mm-hmm. a meatpacking district. Look at a High Line. Yeah. You know, all, look yeah. what's going on over there. You know, back in the in the eighties, that that area was pretty rough. Yeah. You know, and look, that's come back, and that's how it was over here. Late eighties, early nineties, they had a big a, a railroad that ran through here. This was all industrial. All the industry had left. Went to all the metropolitan areas. Can Company had closed. Uh, a bunch of low income rentals uh, around here, and uh, the guys they weren't getting no business, and the place was falling in on itself. They never put a lick of money back into it, and it was and they put it up for sale. My uncle lived next door, and he bought it, not to open it back up again, but he bought it, he was in construction. And he said, man, mm-hmm. I, could, I could make this a tool shed for all my tools and saws. Oh, so wow, okay. So that's what he did. Yeah, he bought yeah. it from the old guy in 93. The guy, owner, financed it to my uncle for 40 grand, wrote it up on the hood of his car, and... Uh, that's crazy, uh, yeah. That's, that's what he did. And my earliest memories, I'm talking about 93, I'm a couple years older than you, yeah. I'm 35. I remember coming in here when I was a small boy and working with my uncle on the weekends, going into the building and getting tools in, inside a parkway and going to the job site. And my uncle, he was always so proud that this he had parkway. He always bragged that his tool shed was parkway. And when he would say parkway, his customer, if it was an old timer, they'd say bakery because they there was only one. When he mm-hmm. said parkway, it, it just went. Yeah, you know, it just it, those two words went hand in hand. And, and he didn't really, I mean, he knew it was a special place, but after having it for 10 years, he realized how special it was. And that's how long he kept it as a tool shed. So from and like 93 gra- to 2003. Exactly. Yeah. When I was getting out of high, high school looking for a college to go to, he said, man, why don't you hang around here, go to a community college, or stick around and go to one of these colleges in the neighborhood or yeah. in the city, and come work with me. I'm opening up the po' boy shop. And I did. So I've been with him since day one, man. What a wild ride it's been. What were you what thinking of? Uh, I, I thought I was I was going to take business administration, man. I thought okay. I was just going to work here part time, see what it was about, go sure. on and do do my thing. Yeah. And but this this place had a plan for me. I remember the first day we opened, lying down the street, dude. People who haven't been here in 30, 40, 50 years, you know, just park place back open. They yeah. were crying when they walked in the building, dude. It was, it was something, and we weren't something we, and, special, and, yeah. And and we, you know, we we got the roast beef right. And the thing about New Orleans, the restaurants got to be so good because the home cooks are so good. And having a good sandwich shop, there's no secret. The secret is quality. Yeah. No, just no buying and selling. 
you can buy and sell if you want, but make sure it's good, good quality stuff, you mm. know. But uh, what we do is we mostly make everything in-house. We buy the best seafood that comes out of our backyard in the Gulf of Mexico, yeah. all local, fresh seafood. Uh, you know, what we buy, you order right, what you buy today is gone today from the French bread. Nothing sits around. Lettuce, tomato, pickle. All that stuff's important, you know? Yeah. Got to make sure that stuff rolls out. All the trimmings. That's, 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 that's <laughs> the secret, man. And we, we got that right. And we've been learning. Here we go 16 years later. It's, it's, it's I'm not, I'm, I am a little biased, but I would believe that this is because I live it and work it. This is definitely the busiest po' boy shop in the city of New Orleans. By far, I'd say so. I mean, there's always. I mean, it's a. It's now you have a huge place here. I mean, like, how, like yeah, we've I mean, added on and added on and added on, and that's what's such 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 a mess. What's so amazing is like after a year and a half open, Katrina came. Oh, and we wow. had redone yeah. the place, and uh, Dude, my uncle was gonna, you know, because he had full insurance, he had to get a loan from the bank, so they made sure he had all the insurance. Most people that had been around the business didn't have insurance, but yeah. we had insurance. So he got a big chunk of money, and he's like, you know what? I might just cash in. Oh, okay, just, yeah. And just because when you saw the city back then, you didn't know if it was coming back or not. I, I can't but, imagine. I mean, I, I remember I was a freshman in college when that happened, and yeah. just seeing, watching the news and seeing pictures. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, I knew people that, like, came down here and volunteered. I mean, what? how much? Well, I'll show how, you a picture of that, too, man. We had an easily six foot of water. But all this back here is built above the floodplain, the house I live was on the ground. We jacked it up 25 feet. Wow. It's, it's pretty amazing, but yeah. not, not we didn't jack that up because we were about the water hitting it so we could make more space. Yeah. That's the beauty about Parkway. A lot of places are in these tight little neighborhoods and the busier they get, they can't, they gotta stay where they're at because there's no way they can mm -hmm. expand unless they open another one. Parkway, we lucked up. There was a big warehouse that held the block, and after the Katrina, it was demolished, and the owners thought FEMA was going to help them build a, a a nice apartment or a complex or a, a business pavilion, and it never happened. And they put it up for sale, and we bought it. Wow! And that's our parking lot. Yeah, we have yeah. monstrous parking, and then just add, space to add on right on this corner. I mean, the big thing with Katrina that hurt a lot of people was that. It wasn't necessarily the hurricane as far as insurance. It was flooding insurance that a lot of people didn't yeah, have, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So your uncle had that. He, yeah, he yeah. had to get it because he, he owed so much when he's brand new. Yeah. And, uh, you know, most places been around 100 years, 50, 60 years, family owned. It's paid for. They're just pocketing the cash. They got a boatload of cash. But guess what? When the storm hit, they had to take that cash and rebuild the place. Some never came back. Yeah. You know? But we were one of the first ones in the neighborhood. We were only down... We were only down about three, four months. Only wow, that's yeah. I mean that's a quick turnaround it's for quick turnaround as for as far happened. as yeah for what had happened. Yeah. What do you th I mean? What does it mean to you, and what do you, what do you think it means to others that obviously having opened it back up and then uh, and then and then sticking around post the storm and then just be, like I mean being this I think pillar helped, on the community. I, I think it helped make us who we are today. Being back so soon, yeah. Some restaurants waiting years. I'm talking years, just for whatever reason they had to. Yeah, places we, like we like, Willie, well, like Willie Mays yeah. was a while, right? There was yeah. a lot of people. Mandina's yeah. was a little while. Uh, Katie's was a little while. But I mean, everybody has their own reasons. But we, we had to get back quick, and we were we were probably the first flooded restaurant open in this area. And I tell you, uh, Kyle, we opened up, man. We reopened. I was 20 years old, and there couldn't have been 500 people 
living in the neighborhood, but they were 2,000 at Parkway the day it opened. Wow. They had closed it. We didn't close the street. It's street closed, it's closed itself <laughs> by just the sheer quantity yeah. of people and cars. It was crazy, and, I mean, yeah. man. And that was a, such a, it's almost like a dream when you think about it back then, about those times. Because now you, you're so, you're back in the normalcy for so long. And, yeah. you know, you're in your everyday routine. You forget about that stuff. But when you actually sit down, you dig it up like how I'm thinking about it right now. You really appreciate where you've came from. And, and that's exactly why we're so successful, I think, too. It's two, two, two things. We kept it Parkway Bakery. Yeah. We didn't try to make it something it's not, which... A lot of places do. They'll buy an old restaurant and try to turn it into something else. Mm -hmm. Damn sure that would have been a disaster if we would have did that. Yeah. Kept the same exact thing it's always been known for. Just made it stronger. But then after the storm, you know, we came back and uh, we were one of the first ones back in the neighborhood and uh, did a bunch of good for the city. And, 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 and I think that, and it's just, it's just, now it's just domino affected. Now we're just getting busier and busier, man. It's, it's awesome. I mean, what's the pu publicity been like as far as, like, News coverage and you guys. I mean, man, news coverage. I, I mean, I can't tell you. We we never advertise as far as paid advertising. Mm -hmm. We do something in the brand new airport we got, but uh, it's always man, Food Channel, Travel Channel. You were on Chopped, right? Yeah, I yeah. was on Chopped. I was on a bunch of them, man. Uh, uh, what are those experiences like? Those oh, got to be awesome. like that. Chop was probably the, the funnest experience yeah? I've ever had. You like you uh, mind like the whole camera experience or no, anything? You know, some no, people. No, 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 I loved you it. Know, man. Yeah, I loved it. And I actually did a, a couple more just like that. Oh, that's uh, fun. Uh, but, uh, yeah, those, those food shows, you know, the thing is, you do what you do, man. Mm -hmm. I do what I do. You got a guy, I got a guy who's a plumber, man. He never gets the chance to go on TV and, and, and be somebody else and show off what he does. Yeah. And he works so hard, does such a great job. One of my plumbers, who's, and same with my electrician. I got some guys on call if I need something. I'm a maintenance guy. You know, they work hard, man. They do great work, but they never get to go on TV and shine about what they do. Mm -hmm. How awesome is it that I'm a working stiff just like these guys, but I get to I get to go on TV from time to time and show the world what we do, you know? Yeah, well, that I mean, that's definitely a great, just even quality of yours. You seem pretty humble about it because God knows... I worked on a fair share of reality shows in the beginning of my career in production. And let me tell you, I mean, maybe it also comes with New York City. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I just remember one of the worst experiences being there was this reality show about like a secondhand, like a high-end thrift store. Like these women that like run that, but it's like, you know, they're selling used clothes, but they're like high-end. So, you know, they still charge a buttload for the clothes. I don't know why they were making a show. I think it was even just a pilot that never saw the light of day. But the attitudes that they got after being on camera for like a day, just the entitlement that they had was unbelievable and yeah. was such a such a turnoff. But it's great when you get to be on something and you recognize like this is a cool thing. Like I I I, I think I did say to like when someone I was working with on it, I was like they get to be on TV. Like, in the grand scheme of things, TV hasn't been around for that long, you know? Uh, and so it's like, you get to be on TV and you get to show your, your passion and your interests. Do you find, like, people coming in here saying to you, like, oh, like, we heard about you because of what yeah, yeah, man. I'll see people uh, uh, see me on all those uh, TV shows, and mm -hmm. they'll come in, and uh, they're, they're amazed that the guy who's on the show is actually... <laughs> 
busting his butt in the kitchen working, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's usually so good. They say, you know, sometimes you don't see those guys who are, who are the main, the face, you know? But sure. I'm, I'm here, man. I'm the butcher baker and the candlestick maker in this, in this mug, man. I'm always... But, yeah, you'll see people... Uh, uh, you'll know when someone's, like, looking at you when you're walking through the restaurant yeah. and they're eyeing you down or talking to their husband or wife and... Oh, yeah, you yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that just cues yeah. me to go over there and talk to them. Yeah, you know? exactly. And that's what I'll do. I won't run from it. I always yeah, talk you're, to you're, them. Because how special person. is that, man? When you get to, I've been in a situation where I've seen someone on TV or and saw them work in the shop and they're nice. Yeah. But then I've also seen the other situation where you go see someone who's been there that totally not nice. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. One of those like almost like don't meet your heroes kind of moments. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> As I sip on a, a delicious Dixie beer. Another, I mean, they're, they're back Which is about right? to open up. Yeah. Look at this, dude. Only a few oh. people get this. Wow. A Dixie Brewery opening celebration. That's VIP, dude, by Gail Benson herself. Wow. Look at that. That's, that's happening that's, in a couple of weeks. That's awesome. That's cool. Definitely going there. Parkway sells more Dixie than anybody in the city. Wow. Okay. Per handle, given there might be people with five Dixie taps that might sell more than me. Okay. But given one handle, yeah, there's no one handle in the city that, that, that sells more than that handle because we're so you know it's a busy place. We only have two drafts. Yeah. Dixie and we we rotate it with all all the local crafts, which is in the last ten years it's turned insane. With How many crap brewers? Oh have. man, that's, and that's, a, that's a world. That's a that's, country. That's not just a city. That's oh, everywhere. America really has stepped up their beer game. I mean, you know, growing up, like I, my, you know, my dad would always say, like, you know, when he was growing up, like Heineken and Beck's and Stella, like that was like, you know, the fancy beer, yeah. you know, like, and then. I just recently had on uh, this one uh, brewer, v vice president brewer of this uh, Hermit Thrush Brewery up in Vermont, and uh, they, they've been open up for I think, five, five years now, and they brew only sour beers. Okay. Like that's how like you get to have a brewery now that does only sour. That's beers. crazy. You know, like I mean, our first wave like was like people were being introduced to like IPAs yeah. and learning about hops and like really tasting that. And now people are going, you know, like you have obviously sours and just so many more experimental types of beers. But yeah. this is a pretty cool time. I mean, for food in general, there's definitely a food renaissance. I mean, do you? you I mean, you guys are making sandwiches that are, you know, have been around for a, like almost a century now. But do you do you find like moments that you're like, ooh, let's like you know experiment? Like, let's oh yeah, we do that all the time, man. There was a, there was a there was a time we had a special sandwich every day of the week, and it was always craziness. And and and, and I remember uh, uh, I had a big New York deli style one. Oh yeah, it was like not cost effective at all. Sure, sure. So crazy. I had a, a Cuban sandwich. I do I, every day. I had a red bean po' boy where we'd hollow out. The bread and fill it up with oh, okay. red beans yeah. and, uh, but, uh, yeah, we 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 have the old guard, but then we have the new stuff to like stuff that sticks. Like one, we bring it every. It's a phenomenon during the holidays. You research Parkway, you might have heard of. It. It's called the Thanksgiving po' boy. Those are always my favorite. And kind man, of there's a yeah. line down the street, two hundred deep, every Wednesday in November, and we serve thousands of them 
on a Wednesday, every Wednesday in November. We've, all, we've even piggybacked a, a cancer foundation, donate 100 bucks, skip the line. It gets, and that's our gimmick. Wow. That's our donation. Yeah. Skip the line and you get the, you get a sandwich. Yeah. And we raise every, that's four Wednesdays in November. This past, we've raised about close to $12,000. For this, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're so, pre- you're pretty involved in charities, right? Like yeah. Was, yeah, and then and then uh, uh, of course the uh, Po Boys Festival on Oak Street in November. Mm-hmm. You got to go out there with something different. You got to go out there with something fun. And there was two. Sh- there was two. Uh, Adam Richmond. He's not a stranger to Parkway. You've mm-hmm. heard of Adam Richmond. Names Man, Man yeah, versus yeah, yeah. Food. And yeah, yeah. Well, he had this show called Man Finds Food, and he goes around and does stuff all the menu. And we come up with two sandwiches. We come up with one. Well, really, I came up with them because you need to come up with something off the menu for the show. But there was two that people get. That's the beauty about Parkway. If mm-hmm. you got a dollar bill in your hand, I'll do what you want. I'll dance, you know, <laughs> whatever you want to do. I, and, and sometimes I got, we got a might be some crazy charge for it, yeah. but it, it'll, I'll get you what you want. Okay. You know, yeah. and this one guy, he wanted uh, yeah, what's fri- the sandwich, fried man? oyster sandwich. And okay. then he said, man, throw some cheese on it. Man, throw some bacon on it. Throw some ramelot on it. And it was this beautiful... Uh, oyster sandwich with bacon, ramelad, and cheese. And uh, uh, I said, man, you got to name this. And, you know, uh, uh, the Peacemaker is a shrimp oyster sandwich. Mm-hmm. They call it the Peacemaker. And this one, he said, man, let's call it the Baby Maker. Because <laughs> oysters are like after yeah, Asian, I so yeah, we yeah, call yeah, it the yeah, Baby yeah. Maker. And, uh, and we started selling it. And that's one thing that's off the menu. People buy like hotcakes. But the one that's popular, that's on the chalkboard, he won the Po' Boy Fest a couple of years, uh, 2018. James Brown. Was the James Brown. Yeah. And that's something, uh, it's, it's, it was a guy who wanted a surf and turf, and he wanted it with barbecue beef and pepper jack cheese. That was it. And then when uh, Adam Richmond came on, we did this show about stuff off the menu. I could, I could pick an arsenal of things that people make sure. that, are, or, that are great, but that was one that came up and... Uh, we made it, and we made the, we made this crystal hot sauce mayo, and just mixed a bunch of crystal hot sauce with blue plate mayo. There it is. Sure. You got the barbecue beef. You got your fresh fried Louisiana shrimp, melted pepper jack cheese, the hot sauce mayo, lettuce tomato pickle. That was it. Mm-hmm. Call it the James Brown because you got the barbecue. You got a little soul. You got a little spice. I don't know. It just felt natural. And it, man, that thing is like. It's crazy how yeah. many we sell. I mean, we you won. guys won like best po' boy, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you got to go hard out there. You can't yeah. go out there with a ham sandwich or a roast beef. Even though you got a good roast beef, you can't go out there with just a roast beef. You ain't going to win nothing. Yeah. You got to go out there with a fun name. You got to go out there with something kooky. You got to go out there with something you can't get on a normal day. And that's what's fun about the po' boy. And that's what it's turned into. Mm-hmm. It's turned from hard times, a way to live, a way to survive. Yeah, the simple sandwich into, that was meant to just, you know, like yeah. mass produce. Uh, I mean, while, while, while still being tasty, mass produce, and now, you know, again, almost a century later, you guys are... And now it's turned into something trendy, something fun. So Parkway has both. Yeah. We have the classics, and then we have, uh, we have the, uh, if you want to have fun and get something you never had before, we got, we got sandwiches for that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any crazy stories or just like encounters just throughout like this history being here with people just I mean like as I mean obviously you get people asking for odd sandwiches but I mean yeah yeah just uh, I, I would say the craziest encounter was uh, uh, of course the, the storm was wild that was one but on, on an uptick uh, meeting the president that was good yeah President Obama came here uh, back in 2010 wow 
and uh, came unannounced. And uh, yeah, it was it was pretty wicked, man. Came unannounced. Came unannounced. Yeah. What was I mean? What was like the protocol? I, like I, they, did all of a sudden someone like a I bunch of suits you, walk in? I give you the quick story, man. Yeah. I give you the quick story. So it was August, two thousand and ten. Preseason had just started up for the New Orleans Saints. So back then I was scared to leave the restaurant. And they had just won, right? The year, right? no, no, no. no. It, it was it was preseason. Oh, okay. For the, of that season. Okay. No, no, no. You're right. They just won. Yeah. yeah they're Super Bowl champions from, from 2009 season into yeah. 10. Yeah, so this was the next year. You're right. So they just they were Super Bowl champions. The preseason was just starting. So, you know, that's electrifying. They just won a Super Bowl. Super Bowl champs preseason starting. So I, I, never, I never had tickets, uh, season tickets, nothing like that. But I had a buddy of mine who has an old steakhouse called Charlie's Steakhouse. And he, gave, he said, man, why don't you, do you take your girl to this, uh, to this game? And... Uh, it was on a Friday night. You know, preseason games are weird. Sometimes they're on yeah. a completely off night. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, it was on yeah, a Friday yeah. night, and I'd never leave the restaurant. I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going. And I went with my date. Had the best time. I'm uh-huh. talking. Had a ball. I'm not that fun anymore, man. Back then, <laughs> man, when I was like 23, 24, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. I'm having fun. And uh, I cut up so much. Uh, when I left the Dome, when we left the Dome, I knew it was uh, – I was in trouble because I was gonna have a hangover the next morning. Mm-hmm. So I said we need to go to a coffee shop. So me and her stumbled on this place, and it's still around. It's on. Uh, it's a restaurant, but they had this big cappuccino machine back then. It's called Luke. It's on St. Charles Avenue. We went into Luke. I said, "Man, there's my saving grace." This, you, you even heard the ha, ah, you know, the cappuccino <laughs> machine. So I ordered me a coffee. My date passed out somewhere, and went to go use the restroom. I come back. Uh, there's a little like seven-year-old girl sitting on my seat, and it's like a bar. It's a bar. Dad's sitting on the left, mom's sitting on the right, brother sitting over here. So I just reach over to the little girl. Family sat down. I grab my coffee, go sit down the way. Yeah. The dad says, "Son, were you sitting there?" I said, "Yeah, but it's fine." Man, that guy got so upset with his, with his daughter sitting in front of an occupied seat. So upset, he made us switch seats. He said, "Man, I got to teach my daughter a lesson." Emily, you you can't. He made huh. a switch seat. So here I am, half boozed up yeah. in the middle of this family. They were in town for the weekend. And, and I used to carry business cards back then. I don't carry no damn cards no more. You know, I'm a card. Yeah, you know, exactly. But back yeah, then yeah. I used to carry business cards. Here's my card. And it works good, you know, and I get, they've never been. I said, well, come see me. You never yeah. had a pole boy. Because everybody knows about a pole boy and wants a pole boy when they come to town. You can get a real good one. You can get a real bad one. There ain't no in between, mm-hmm. right? Everybody claims they have a good po' boy. There's all every restaurant has a po' boy on the on the sandwich section of their sure, menu. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. Right, but you got to beware where you go, you know, because some places just want to make a buck and riding on that name. And some people really respect it, right? Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's why I had the cards. I said, "You come get it." Next day, I'm in the kitchen busy. The guy shows up. He shows up the Parkway, and, and that, that was so awesome because, uh, you know, uh, I made dear friends. Every time I go to New York, I go a couple times a year. I go to Chicago. I know a bartender named Dr. Bill in New York at Hell's Kitchen. We've made friends from New Orleans, and every time I go there, I go see him. It makes me feel like I'm at home. Yeah. It could be eight months a year. I'm not there. I walk in a bar. Hey, Justin, how you doing? You know? Just feels like you live in a neighborhood. That's what right? I love about same in Chicago. Here, yeah, yeah. So I have people like that that come here. I make sure I return that. So I, I always take care of my locals. But the tourists I take, if they want to be, if they want to ha- try to have a one on one, and go that extra mile with me and want to have a one on one like this guy did, sought me out, waved me in the kitchen. Well, guess what? I'm gonna make friends with this guy. 
So I showed him, but he wasn't with his family, he was with another guy, another gentleman, and I showed him around a restaurant, gave him the history. They went on their way. That was a Saturday. Next day, president comes. This is the day the president comes. So it's 11 o'clock, we're, we're just open. God comes in, Secret Service, uh, has earpiece, American flag, uh, pin, pin yeah. comes in the restaurant, and he speaks to the manager right when we open. Well, I'm the manager. He says, uh, well, look, I'm, uh, I work uh, with the U.S. Military Naval Division. He said, my job is to make sure all the ships, all the safety and sanitation on ships, and I want to, I want to check your kitchen. I thought he was like the state-funded board of health. Uh-huh. I thought they were just doing something new on the weekends because they always come Monday through Friday. Okay. You know, you, you almost know when they're coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you got to be ready for them, which I feel like we're always ready, but some places aren't. So on the weekends, they never come. So you're thinking, this is something new they're doing. Yeah, they're yeah, going to yeah. catch you doing stuff you ain't supposed to be doing. So, But I was okay. I said, man, snoop around. Still had to, had to have any idea. Uh, the next thing, I look at the, 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 the police chief. You always see him on the, on the news. You hardly ever see the police chief. In the he comes to Parkway from time to time, the old, the old one. But uh, he was standing in front of Parkway with all his, like, fancy, fancy yeah. armor on, you know, yeah, starch yeah. whites, all his metal. Like, what the hell? What, what's yeah. going on there? And the guy across the street, his name's Gene at the time. He cooked barbecue every Sunday and bring it over to the restaurant. And he called me up on my phone. This all happened like the matter of like 10 minutes, all this stuff. Seeing the guy, the guy, yeah. uh, the, the, seeing the police chief, guy walking in the kitchen, guy across the street, Mr. Gene calls me. He always brings barbecue. He said, Justin, you got to come get your barbecue later because these guys, they won't let me leave. Yeah. I'm like, what you talking about, man? Walk outside. They got 50 guys in London fog jackets walking around. Sure <laughs> enough, walk around, trench coats all over the place. Bam, bam, bam. Next thing you know, two one-way streets, there's presidential limousines, one-way, one-way. Secret Service get out of one, President Obama's wife, two girls get out the other. Wow. Place blew up. No notice. Place was packed, man. People went crazy. All my cooks ran out the kitchen. Real special. Look, you could talk, we could talk, you know, politics all day long. That's another story. It wasn't about that. Yeah. Was, you yeah. know, you like him or hate the guy, it was freaking awesome, man. Guy came in, line out the door. What he did was he'd shake your hand and he'd cut you. Everybody in line. They wouldn't uh-huh. make sure he shook everything and he cut them. Because, you know, they got to get going. Yeah, they got to yeah, make yeah. the move. And he ordered his food. And uh, I got to meet him. And I had to go out. Before you do something for the president, you have to meet him. So I went out there and introduced myself. And uh, I sat down and talked with him. I sat here with Michelle and his two girls for like 10 minutes, man, talking about all kind of stuff. And he said, man, you must really love to cook. And I said, no, look. I said, Mr. President, all due respect, I mean, I love to, I like to cook. I like to cook. I don't love to cook. Uh-huh. And this yeah. might blow your mind, too. If I wasn't in this business, Parkway Bakery business, I wouldn't be going to find a next cook and sous chef or chef. <laughs> yeah. This is what I do. Yeah. I ain't no fancy guy. I, I use this. This is like a city service to me. This is what I told him, like a police officer job or a fire department. It's something the city has to have. Yeah. You're, and that's what yeah, I am. Like I'm a filling station to keep this city You're rolling. a public servant. Yeah. You're, yeah, you just truly. feel like it's yeah. more of a necessity. Yeah, that people have to have it, and I, I, we do it right here. And I gave him an example. The first customer of that day was a, a sewage and water board worker. He must have got his dinner at eleven when we opened because he he was muddy and dirty from probably being in a sewer, a manhole, doing some work, road work or whatever. And uh, he got a shrimp po' boy. First customer of the day. He was, he was exhausted, going home, taking mm-hmm. it to the house. Had his shirt unbuttoned. Where you know he was done. 
a couple hours later, President of the United <laughs> States gets the same damn sandwich. Leader of the free world. And that's what I told yeah. him. I said, that's <laughs> what makes it special. And constantly, like, you know, you can tell the gears were turning when I told him. Like, he wasn't expecting that. Such a such a heavy answer. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, anyways, it was picture time. Uh, anyway, I went back to the kitchen. I had to make his food. And it was, everything happened so quick. Man. Remember what kind of po' boy he had? He got a shrimp po' boy. Shrimp po' boy. And okay. it was the height of the BP oil spill when the uh, Louisiana Gulf yeah. shrimp name was tainted all over the world. But we knew it was okay. Sure. Because we were still getting it. But it's hard when you see on CNN and Fox and all the news stations all this oil floating in the Gulf that our shrimp is good. It's hard to sell that. Yeah. So it was really awesome that he got a shrimp po' boy. That sells it. For that's sure, yeah. That, that's, a, that's a pretty... Uh, Pretty legit endorsement. I'd anyways, say. <laughs> I went back to the kitchen. I'm making, I'm making, I'm making his food, and uh, that time, Secret Service comes to the kitchen. One guy says, "Okay, everybody wants to take a picture with the president. Come now." All my cooks, they left pots on the stove. They like, which, which, hey man. I said, "Go, I got it." Yeah. I said, "So I, I said, I'm, I'll, I'll knock some of these tickets down because we were still open, and I'll run out sure. there and meet y'all." So when I was knocking some tickets down, Secret Service guy comes in the restaurant. Sunglasses, whole thing. He's holding two bottles of presidential champagne. And all this is Corbell with the presidential seal. Sure, yeah. But it's still, hey man, I still I haven't popped it yet. And he uh, he comes in. He says, Justin, my boy. Secret Service. I'm like, man, like he knew me. I don't know this guy. Yeah. He took the glasses off. It's the guy from the coffee shop. Wow. The guy gave a tour around the restaurant. He was Secret Service all along. That That's blows my mind away more than meeting the president, dude. Yeah. Because it's like, man, what? what, what? You know, yeah, come this, again? Wait, 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 yeah. you tell that story to people. Some people say, man, they planted that little girl there. Some people say he was following me. He actually has retired and came to Parkway since. Uh-huh. And I said that yeah. I said that and asked him, man, what's <laughs> yeah. the real deal yeah, with yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. He said, dude, he said, I was blown away. He said, they got guys that do stake you out, stake Parkway out, two weeks in advance before the president comes. Okay. And then he said, 24 hours before we're supposed to be at a place, they let it out to the 60 or 70, 100 others that are in town. I was one of those. So I met you coincidentally that Friday night. That's Saturday, yeah. I come around for lunch. When I leave Saturday, it was that 24-hour mark. They let it out while going to Parkway. Freaked me out, man. That's what he told me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, I was going to just have fun with you. And that's what it is, honest to God. And uh, yeah, crazy story, huh? <laughs> I'd say so. That, that was the most. That's and, a hell of a and story. And when it happened back then, that was 2010, man. That's going on 10 years ago. It is. That's going on 10 years ago. You think that's going to happen all the time? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that might yeah. not never happen again, you know? But what a great, you yeah. know? I re- and and it's, you know, I've met. You know, I've, I've, I've met, you know, you, you talk about movie stars. You go to Parkway, it's different than like New York culture. You'll never see, I never put people who've been here on the wall. Okay. Because yeah. I want yeah. them to be in my world, man. I want them to, I want them to see that you come, it's all Parkway, uh, old New Orleans memorabilia, days gone by, you know. You, you, mm-hmm. It's like a, a, a museum, yeah. you know, when you walk in there. But, uh, you know, I have... Met plenty of people. Andy Garcia was in here last week. Wow. Uh, I mean, I've met all kind of people in this place. But I, I even more enjoy seeing when these people come to these movie stars and you treat them like they're just normal yeah. people. Because that's all they are, right? And They just, and, they just want to eat. And, and what's really cool, they just want to eat yeah. like any one of us. Be normal. And, and, and if you, you know, I've, I've, I've got 
all kind of people who come here. But what really uh, uh, blows me up is seeing like your customers, like seeing old timers been coming for years and yeah. then they end up coming here, two little cute old couple come and uh, they've been coming for years and all of a sudden they don't come and, and the granddaughter or the son comes and says they've, one of them's passed away. Or, you know, you see, you see generations. Yeah. Or, or you see this little cute kid coming and uh, all of a sudden, you know, 10, 15, I've been here 16 years, grown ass man or woman, mm -hmm. now they're married and have kids and now they're coming. Yeah. You know, it's special. I'm start, I mean, I've been seeing it, but I'm really starting to see it now. It just puts the whole life, you know. Yeah. This, 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 this sandwich outlives generations. It'll be here long after I'm gone. You know, I'll be, I don't plan on going anywhere, but uh, it's just fun seeing it. And that's why, I mean, this is it. It's, it's this for me or uh, nothing else in the food business for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, Mardi Gras is underway, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. carnival season, Any anything special that you guys do or just even you yourself do you enjoy it do you just man clear? we just we just yeah. we just we, we we run the business yeah uh, and just and just deal with the masses deal with the parties all right <laughs> everything going on my uh, uncle's wife is actually the goddess of nix which is the largest uh female organization all of, right. with the uh, carnival uh, association and uh that we're closing down, having a big party here on the 25th, having a party for her. And, uh, yeah, it's fun, man. People come here before the parades, after the parades. Yeah. And then the week of Mardi Gras, forget it, man. We got Endymion that Saturday, which is in our neighborhood, which is one of the biggest parades in the city. And then the week of Mardi Gras is just a tourist in town, Parkway. You're wide open, right? Yeah. But then we're closed on Tuesday. That's our normal day close. So we're closing. Oh, that works out. For, yeah. So I get on my bike, man. Me and an old buddy of mine, he's the GM chef at the Napoleon House. Mm -hmm. uh, a few years older than me, I'm half his age, but we get on bikes. It's been a tradition. We'll ride down, have brunch at uh, at Luke. Okay, Go yeah. figure, Go because figure. his daughter is GM and Luke. I didn't even know him back then. <laughs> and we'll have brunch at Luke, yeah. and uh, you know, watch uh, Rex, watch Zulu, watch a couple of the parades, and mm -hmm. just just you know, make our way no man through through the through the town, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's real fun. And here, we the only thing we do different is we, we got some cool Mardi Gras beads. I'll give you one. All right. Uh, Parkway po'boy beads. And we sell them all year round, but they're never popular until Mardi Gras time. No one buys beads until yeah. Mardi Gras. <laughs> so we're selling them like hotcakes, man. And we do yeah. a, um, a Mardi Gras bread pudding, which we make. All we do is, it's like it's like, it's like like the pumpkin spice in November. Everybody's yeah, yeah, pumpkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything has to be king cake or... You know the the colors. So all we do is we take that sugar, that sand and sugar, mm -hmm. the the purple, the gold, and the uh, green, and we make uh, we, after we do our bread pudding, which is is kind of king cake based. Man, it has that French bread, has a bunch of egg cream in it, has cinnamon in it, and uh, we do the bread pudding with the rum sauce, and then we top it with that colored sugar. The sugar there yeah. it is, there man. We sell them like hotcakes, charge a little extra money. <laughs> Roll with it, man. Yeah, Let the exactly. good times roll. Yeah, I mean, there's just something to be said about this city. You know, it, it just has, I mean, there's so many great things, but just, I, I think there's just a, uh, a magical quality to it. Like, I don't, and there's just, and I think it comes down to everyone here just seems to be a, approachable and they want, they, you know, for the most part, they do want to talk and they, and, you know, I mean, there's just a lot of history here and, 
as far as food goes, I think, I mean, as far as, you know, cities in the United States of America, it has just truly its own food identity. You know, it has, you know, the most sing singular food identity as far, you know, compared to other cities. What, New Orleans? Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure, man. Well, you yeah. got, uh, it's, it's, it's being an identity, being an unidentity, I think, because it's, it's like a, it's like, it's so much, man. It's like a melting pot. You got your yeah. African, you got your Creole, you got your French. And a lot of these restaurants are all just, and the food here in New Orleans is just a hybrid. Yeah, it's all so different many cultures fusion. coming together yeah. over the years. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's you're right. Well, uh, it wouldn't be foodie films that we didn't talk about a couple of uh, food scenes kind of before. I was asking maybe some of your favorite movies. I just want to say right now, maybe I'll I'll, I'll say one and then maybe you'll say one. But uh, just from you telling the stories, have you ever, you ever seen uh, the movie Rocky Balboa? It's like the one. Yeah. It's like the sixth one in the franchise when he's yeah, yeah. older and goes back. I love the scene in that one. He has a uh, a restaurant. Adrian has passed away, but the restaurant is yeah, called yeah. Adrian's. Yeah, yeah. And I love the scene. We'll play it right now uh, where he's kind of sharing his uh, quote-unquote like war stories from the from the ring. Listen, Ali, there's some guys over there want to talk to you. Okay. Okay. You got it. Thanks for coming by. I appreciate right. it. No problem. Our pleasure. So you want to hear some stories? What kind of stories? <laughs> well, a lot of people like to hear these old fight stories, you know. Maybe later. Okay. I'm Lou DiBella. This is Elsie Luco. He's Mason Dixon's manager. Like to sit down and join us? Sure. Please. You know, we have the promotional contract for Mason Dixon, who's a big fan, by the way. Really? And when he heard you were interested in fighting again, he thought, why not try to work something out? Like a special event. Like a first-class exhibition fight. Why me? He respects the hell out of you, all right? And let's be honest, that computer fight got people curious. This could be very interesting. Yeah, but I ain't interested in getting, like, mangled and embarrassed. Or... No, that's not gonna happen. Never happen, no. Truthfully, I was thinking more on a, like, minuscule, small level, you know, small fights, not big fights, small fights, things that local. You know what I mean? Not... Not a bad idea, but don't think of it as big. Think of it, like I said, like an exhibition. Think of it as a glorified sparring session. Mm. And here's something I think you'll like. We're gonna donate a portion of the gate to charity. Well, that's always nice. Oh, yeah. It's good to give. Yeah. You know what? I mean, <laughs> a little brief history on uh, Rocky for me. Uh, in most recent years, I mean, now you have like Creed and Creed II that are extending on the franchise, but um, after Creed came out, there's the that theater chain, Alamo Drafthouse, uh -huh. and there's one in uh, New York in Yonkers that uh, I go to, and they did a Rocky marathon. So it was all six Rockies and Creed that I watched in a row. I think I got there at 11 in the morning and left at 1 in the morning. Yeah. And by the time I got to Rocky Balboa, it did, it wasn't as good in my memory as I, I thought it was because it's just so nostalgia-based. Yeah. And you're just, if you're watching all of them in a row, you don't almost need that dosage of nostalgia. Right. You know? But it still is, like, having got, you know, like, watched it by itself afterwards, I think it's it's really good. And that's what that movie really is, very nostalgia, but also kind of something new, which I think is obviously something you're doing here. You have those signature sandwiches, but then you're going and you're obviously people can order something of their own or you're going and you're entering in, you know, make, you're making the uh, the James Brown sandwich. Yeah, man. And just even you yourself 
being approachable and going up to people and, t and taking the time to talk to them if they want to talk to you. I think that's just a that's a that's a fun scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that scene. Uh, Rocky itself, man, what a great. Oh, just the ultimate classic, story. man. Yeah, I like the right the the first one, man. Oh, you can't yeah, beat yeah. It, you man. can't beat it. Can't beat it. I mean, just even. I mean, gonna fly now, like that song. Like nothing. Mo I don't know. I don't know if there's a more motivating song. Yeah. You just like, you know. I hear some people. The rare occasions I do go to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> I hear people listening to certain music. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Man, like I just want to listen to the ro yeah. Rocky song over and over. I've yeah, listened to loop. it in loop. Yeah. I just want to. I like for the longest time. I'm not like really wearing convert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really wearing Converse anymore because they got the best of me, and everyone's like, "Oh, they're so uncomfortable." I'm like, "Hey, if Rocky was good enough to run in them, they're good enough for me." But <laughs> yeah. So, um, any 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 scenes as far or any movies for you that you can uh, that you've just really enjoyed? Maybe something since you were a kid or on food scenes, man. Co coming off a. Uh, uh, uh... Yeah, there's a there's a couple of food scenes, man. I like or, or restaurant scenes. There's one. Uh, have you ever seen uh, Pope of Greenwich Village? You've ever oh seen yeah. Why am I blanking on? Dude, I just saw that not too long ago. Yeah. And that's why it's fresh in my mind. Uh huh. And just like the restaurant scenes, like Walter the cook. Walter the cook. You know another Walter in the place? Somebody's been feeding him vodka. Hey, now what's wrong with this, Paulie? Uh, he ought to beef you. It says it ain't. Nobody would do that, Charlie. Who would give that boozer a drink? All the way there's nobody. Of course, I can bounce the bus boys. The big party on table eight. Let me see the check. I got that ticket, man. Let me see the check. What for? If you're running the contract at that table, that's for four and a half the dishes out on a check. No? Right now, we'll borrow a thousand apiece from Frankie Shine, bet it on a check. If you got more than six entrees on it, you win. I count, uh. I count twelve entrees on a. I count twelve entrees on a table. Treat them steaks, Bully, I'll go you double or nothing. Whether you got a single fucking steak on a check. Careful on that double or nothing, Charlie. You lose your ass on that bet. How the restaurants, probably big time restaurants, and it kind of made you, made you think of like that was the day when uh, you ever read the book No Reservations? Yes. And yeah. it kind of it kind of makes you think of those days, like Eric Roberts and Mickey Rourke. Yeah, Mickey, yeah, Mickey right? Rourke. Yeah yeah, 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 Mickey Rourke. Yeah, He's, what a great man! What a great movie! Yeah, and just like uh, when they're in the restaurant, and uh, he's just the maitre d, kind of the manager, showing everybody around. But he's talk about the like food itself. I love, uh, uh, man. I like I, I like old mob movies, and mob movies really share the food scenes. Yeah. Better than anybody, I feel. That's what they do. It's the passion of Italians, passion. <laughs> Italian mobsters. Johnny Brasco, man. Oh yeah, Johnny two, Depp and, two, yeah. and Pacino. Pacino two, of two scenes per se is when Donnie was coming, and he was coming by for Christmas, and he said he gave him twenty bucks, and mm -hmm. then uh, Pacino left. He gave him. Uh, or you know, twenty bucks, like hundreds. Of yeah, bucks. yeah, yeah. And Pacino gave it to him, and then he said, "You know, can I borrow?" You know, he took he took it all back, <laughs> and uh, he asked him where he was going for Christmas, and he, you know, uh, why are you, why are you going home? You're an orphan. Who are you going to be with? For, be here with me and Annette. And, yeah. And they cook with the E and J brandy, and they're making some uh, whatever. Uh, uh, so anyways, uh, a, a, another one was uh, in that same show was when. Uh, 
the FBI, they're talking about that. They must. It remind me of like a, they were at a New York deli. Yeah. And they're 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 talking about like like what's going on and, and what they need to do. And they're 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 uh, I guess Johnny Depp's character is meeting uh, uh, one of a, a head guy yeah, the from the yeah. FBI in a hierarchy. Yeah. And they're eating they're eating uh, sandwiches at this deli. Just you know talking about what they're going on and that's how it is in sandwich shops all these you never know what people are talking about what's going on you yeah. know all these different conversations and it's that, when I see a sandwich shop uh, like a, it really relates to me and I, I think of this place well last but not least we have the segment gut instinct so this is just a little speed round of questions uh, as I told you before we started recording and I always do a cold open so I'm, maybe I'll see if I if I missed a question I didn't bring my normal uh, notepad down so by memory, I think I wrote down all the questions I normally ask. So, here we go. Favorite fast food. Favorite fast food. Yeah. Okay. Straight up, I don't get it. I get it every now and then. Mm-hmm. A McDonald's original cheeseburger. Yeah. Just a r- cheap. Like it's the quarter not a, pounder. Or no. Whatever? Oh no. No, the original little oh. small cheeseburger. Yeah. Little thin, nothing padded. Yeah. <laughs> little weird bun. It's, it always looks the same, yeah. and it has like onion pickle and mustard and ketchup on it. Yeah, I can smash every now and then. I get a craving to smash like five of them. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That's my yeah. favorite fast food. That's a good man. answer. Go to alcoholic beverage. Go to alcoholic beverage is I always drink red wine, uh, Tempranillo, Malbec, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Pinot Noir. I love Pinot Noir, but. Cocktail, if I ever want a cocktail, yeah. I love, I love a good gin and tonic. Oof, and I, yeah. But I'm not the, I'm not no bar gin. I don't say, hey, give me a, a well gin. I like Tangeray. They got this place called Houston's up the street. It's a fancy chain. They got uh-huh. them around, around the states, probably about six locations. But they don't use the bar gun, the tonic on the gun. They have the little baby yeah, little Seacrum's bottles. Yeah. And when you crack that fresh bottle, put it in that glass, and it's real effervescent, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and I always get extra, and they got these big wedges of lime they throw in there. It's just, dude, I could just crush them. <laughs> Favorite childhood snack? Favorite childhood snack without questions, Little Debbie Squares. Those are, those are classic, the, yeah. 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 And it, it seems like they're smaller now. Like, I, all, all, everything is. Bags of It chips. really is. It's not just because you're no, bigger. Yeah. I wear no, bigger. No, yeah, Everything's yeah. candy. Like Reese's cups are getting <laughs> yeah. smaller. Yeah. No, they are. What would be your last meal? My last meal would be, uh, I, it would be duck. And be duck a certain way. They got this chef. His name's Duke LaCicero. He opened a restaurant last 25 years called Cafe Giovanni he's recently had to close down and uh, he cooks it three ways he roasts it he uh, how does he do it he he, 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 he roasts it he fries it and uh, he roasts it again mm. like he'll roast a duck and yeah. then he'll He'll fry it and he'll put it under a broiler or something. And it's like it's not no, it's not that that breast, like when you get duck and you get the sliced breast. It's yeah. the half duck, all that skin on it. I love and the duck skin's so much. like yeah. ducks. It's well done, mm-hmm. but the skin's like that potato chip crust. Oh, yeah. And he does this like rash, 
raspberry orange glaze sauce that he puts over it. And dude, and he, he does his garlic mashed potatoes with it. It just knocks your socks off. Yeah. And he opened a new restaurant called Dabs. Dabney is his real name. The nickname they named him Duke. Italian as it comes, dude. He's like, <laughs> he's like a good fella kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And uh, he didn't have it on the menu there. I went over there like a month ago. And man, when he saw me, he said, my baby, Justin, I got the duck. And he's like, but these assholes here are hired. They don't know how to cook it yet, so I don't want to put it on the menu. I'm doing it for you. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. And he did it, dude. Yeah. It's great. You guys ever do a duck po' boy? No, we haven't, but they got a place called Krabby Jack's okay. in, the neighbor, in, in, in the city that does a good duck po' boy. Uh, no, but we haven't. Yeah. No reason why. Let's see. Favorite cuisine? Favorite cuisine? I'm an Irish boy, man, but Italian, man. Yeah. Italian food's my favorite. What's that What's that famous Italian place that's like on the outskirts? Mosca's? Mosca's? Yeah. yeah. Mosca's. Mosca's. Yeah. Family style. Yeah. The guy who owned it, uh, something was like uh, Capone's Bodyguard. Like yeah, some kind of, kind of connection. Yeah. No, I've been yeah. there. Really yeah. good really good place. But like, man, I got this place called Vincent's in the city. I like good. I like Italian, and Italian can go all different kind of ways. Mm-hmm. It don't even it don't have to be the, the the red sauce with all the cheese, man. You could go just straight uh, Mediterranean style yeah. with the olives. I mean, with, with, I, I with mean, pasta, olive oil, and vegetables, or fresh fish. You know. I mean, Italian American alone is like its own cuisine. Yeah, you know? and then you have so many different. You have Sicily, you have Northern Italian, you have Rome. You know, you have Florence. Just all those cities have such their own food identity there. Yeah, I love a good pizza. All different, deep dish, thin crust, don't matter. To each its own, <laughs> yeah, man. I yeah. love a good pizza. Favorite food city, uh, New Orleans, but obviously Chicago. Chicago, yeah, hands down. The deep dish pizza, the deep the, dish the, pizza, steak, uh, Italian just sauce, hearty. Yeah, you know, uh, 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 Maxwell Street Polish. I mean, just like uh, one of my all my corned beef I get from Vienna Beef out of Chicago. They're they're the hot dog of Chicago. Yeah. And I uh, made friends with the owners, and every time I go there, he takes me to a different Chicago staple. I like old school, <laughs> yeah, because that's what I am here. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chicago has it. That, that makes me think of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Remember that scene, like the sausage king of Chicago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you prefer to dine in or dine out? Dine in. Dine in. Favorite condiment. Favorite condiment. Wish to share sauce. I love Worcestershire sauce. That's and brown one. mustard. Yeah, brown mustard. My mom yeah. loves Worcestershire sauce, dude. She's crazy about it. And she loves Caesar salad and Caesar dressing. Crazy about it. But she found out there was anchovies in Caesar dressing. Ah, uh, Matt. She, could, she, she, don't do it. she don't do it yeah. no more. And ancho- uh, anchovies is an amazing ingredient of Liam Perrin's, which is the original Worcestershire sauce. Ah. Dude, they got a video on I'll send you the link. Uh, anyways... I showed her the other day. I didn't want to show her because I didn't want to ruin her favorite yeah. condiment. <laughs> but she's sticking with it, dude. Ah, all yeah. right. What's the last thing you ate? The last thing I ate was last night. Actually, I ate three eggs this morning, fried eggs. But last night, a meal to remember, I go to this place called Faux Orchard. It's Vietnamese. And I got this thing called lemongrass, uh, lemongrass uh, beef 
uh, uh, vermicelli. Mm. And it's the vermicelli noodles, mm -hmm. uh, just a lemongrass beef, and they give you the rice papers, you dip in the water, and they give you a plate of fresh vegetables from cilantro to pickled carrots to fresh lettuce. Yeah. And you make your own like wraps. wraps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dip it in the fish sauce, jalapeno, oh, so good. Brussels yeah. sprouts. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a huge, uh, uh, you know, cuisine that's come Dude, to this huge. area. Huge. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Here in Houston, yeah. a lot of Vietnamese. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're going to the movies. What kind of snack are we having? Snow caps. Snow caps are great, man. Dude, I love snow, snow caps. caps. I like them better when they go home and you put them in the freezer. freezer? Yeah. yeah. Those are like, there's so many, like, there's a lot of candies that you put them in the freezer, they're just that much better. Yeah. Even like Junior Mints, you know, the, the mini Reese's Cups. Yeah, those, oh. Reese's for sure always yeah. go in the freezer. But yeah. snow caps is, is, a, is yeah. a must. And I'll do nachos, but they got to be right. Nowadays, everybody gets to... The damn Jello pouch. Uh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah, bullshit, yeah. man. You gotta have the real deal, you know, with the with the with the ghetto cheese sauce goes all over it. You know, uh, yeah. you put the jalapenos all over it. Yeah. I'll, if if I go to an old school one and they got that, I'll get nachos. Yeah, gotta be right though. Can't be the little cheese pouch. I, I, I've had a couple of guests on that I'm like. You know, I'm like, oh, your next food venture. You know, a couple of chefs. I'm like, you need to get into the movie. You know, like there there are like those elevated, like Alma Draft House being one of them. I pick, I think, is one, you know, like the really comfy seats and you can order food to them. But I just even mean still like going up to a counter and getting like higher quality food than your normal, yeah. like hot dogs that are just on the, you know, heat, right. you know, like going back and forth. I would, that that should be the next food frontier, I feel like. Um, guilty pleasure food. Guilty pleasure food. What's yours? What's mine? Hmm, that's a good, I rarely get asked. I mean, I have a sweet tooth, so I... Oh, I got it, dude. I got it, man. I mean, I, I, I would just have to say, like, I mean, I love, like, I love fudge. <laughs> like, if I go, like, if, but that's, like, it's rare that I'm passing by, like, an actual fudge store, but something sweet. I don't dude, know the I'll head. tell you exactly what it is, and it's not fancy. It is this kind. The Sara Lee strawberry covered cheesecake. Oh yeah! In the frozen food section, it's not even real <laughs> exactly cheesecake. When, yeah. If you let it sit out too long, it yeah. kind of melts yeah. apart. I know exactly. What but you're talking dude, about. Yeah. I will dominate yeah. a whole one. Yeah. If if I'm feeling it, <laughs> for yeah. sure. That's awesome. For sure. Um, well, sweet or savory? Savory all the time, man. What would be your spirit food? Is it a po' boy? Like, what food best embodies you, your personality? Hamburger steak. Hamburger steak, okay. With rice and brown gravy. Yeah? Or maybe liver and onions. Wow, any, any particular reason for these? Uh... I just, I just, it reminds me of when I was a kid, man, like my dad. Yeah. My dad always cook a good hamburger steak with the gravy. and the, Not like homemade gravy from stock and everything. It makes a, it's like the McCormick pouch yeah, you know yeah. it has to be you know everything doesn't have to be from scratch you know to be good but yeah hamburger steak with rice and gravy i with, like that with biscuits too oh yeah good oh, biscuit yeah. swab up the gravy at oh, the yeah. end yeah and uh last but not least what's a great lesson you've learned in food is don't you know a lot, there's low margins in the restaurant business you know it's hard to make money in the restaurant business and uh, people restaurant owners new restaurant owners uh, especially when they, they, people are worried about 
you know, making ends meet. And the first thing they go to is quality of the food. Mm. And the cheapest, cheaper you can buy, the more, more margin you can make. Yeah. And it's exactly the opposite. You got to get quality. If you're in it for the long haul, yeah. I mean, I'm not buying Wagyu beef from my roast beef pro boys, but you got to use you got to use quality, and the customers will pay for it. You can put your price on it, Mm -hmm. and you know we 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 are definitely not the cheapest po boy shop in town, the inexpensive po boy shop in town. But that doesn't keep a line from coming out the door, because people know what they're going to get here. Yeah, and that's that's one thing I would say is, is, is 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 do it right. If you're in the restaurant business and the food business, do it right. Don't cut corners. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a good lesson. Yeah, Justin, I can't thank you enough. This has been yeah, awesome. I really enjoyed yeah, it, man, yeah. for sure. Um, please tell foodies right now, obviously, where they can find you, social media wise. You know, give you a address for here. Tell you know, tell yeah, all the good yeah. Stuff. You can go to uh, ParkwayPoorBoys.com and have all kind of fun things on there, from the menu to our, 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 our social handles. And also, you can we, we're shipping online via ah. goldbelly.com. Nice. Uh, you can get yeah. Parkway at your doorstep. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, well, you know what? I just want to say happy Mardi Gras. Uh, we are recording in the afternoon right before the LSU Clemson, Tiger versus Tigers. So let's go LSU. Yep, yep. You got the polo on, as I call it, the coach's jersey. Yeah, I, ne- I never wear this, man. I never wear. I want to a game, you know. I'm really, yeah. I'm not as big as a fan. And my, if you see me, you think I'm like a diehard LSU because I got this on. But this is the second time I've ever worn this. Yeah. The first time I went to a game, and uh, the staff, I came down with this today. They, yeah. they called me a bandwagon fan. <laughs> hey, man, but I I'm just, just gonna, su- I'm gonna support, yeah, man. It's good support. for the city, yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. Our Saints got their ass kicked. They're out, man. I, I, I thought I had high hopes for them, you know. I, I, I bleed blue. I'm a New York Giants fan, but like, if there's any other, I'm, you know, I'm a big believer that like, if you're gonna root for another team, it shouldn't even be in your conference. Yeah. It should be like the AFC. But I'm always, unless they're playing the Giants, I'm always rooting for the Saints. Between last year and this year, it's just you yeah, know. I know. I mean, it's been rough seasons for us. At least you guys are winning, <laughs> but sometimes that hurts even more when you get that close. But, um, but yeah, no. I mean, I, hey, I bought myself an LSU shirt today because I come from land of New Jersey where uh, college football started at Rutgers, but they're horrible. And uh, I've never been much of a college football guy, so maybe, uh, not, maybe I will hop on the bandwagon. I don't know. I always said Ole Miss because I'm an Eli Manning fan, but I uh, like. I love uh, I love New Orleans, and while they play what, right by Baton Rouge, but yeah. you know that's the football team, right? So, yeah, yeah. Well, great man. Yeah, it's uh, been a pleasure. We have a little uh, catchphrase to end every episode. It's there's more to cut. If you don't mind, just uh, letting the foodies out there that there's more to cut. There's more to cut, guys. Perfect. Thank you, man. Really appreciate it. Man. No problem. Thank you. Yummy, yummy, yummy. I got love in my tummy, and I feel like I'm loving. You're such a sweet thing, good enough to eat thing, and it's just a while.